welcome to Therapized, a podcast where we ask the question, what is it like to be in therapy? My name is Cassie Dennis, and I'm a therapist. I'm currently working towards my PhD in clinical psychology, which means I've been in school for literally my entire life. I am a Texas native, but I currently live in Boston with my cat, Popcorn, where in non-pandemic times, I spend all my time either outside or inefficiently writing essays while watching Netflix in the background, which is actually also what I do during pandemic times. So thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today on my first episode. This week, we are meeting Joe. Joe is a mixed-race, non-binary badass who made the incredible cover art for this very podcast. Joe is my very best friend. We met at university in the barren wasteland of West Texas, where Joe specialized in pushing the limits of what Christian universities allow, personal boundary setting, and being generally cooler than anyone else around. It's true. Hi. Welcome, Joe. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you. You know, it's good to see you. Joe is at my house right now. I am. We are welcoming Joe into our quarantine circle. It's true. I have been welcomed. We're so glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. So are you ready to talk about some therapy? I'm ready to talk about therapy. First, give me your general thoughts on therapy. I think therapy's great. I think therapy is wonderful. Right. It helps a lot of people work through a lot of different things that they just might have going on. Yeah. You know, by whether it be from childhood or, you know, in more recent years for them. I think it's really good to be able to talk to someone and externally process that, and especially someone that is not biased in your situation. I feel like it's really good. So, would you mind telling us about your first experience with therapy? My first experience with therapy was actually in West Texas. Um, I went, it was terrible. It was very bad. I will preface it with saying it wasn't good. We are Uh, making space for that. Went to a college that I will not disclose the name of, but they had family counseling and child counseling for their, um, like, undergrad and grad students. And I remember going there because I had a lot of anger issues. Um, I was a very pent-up child for a lot of reasons that I had no idea how to communicate because I didn't have those tools yet, and so therapy. I didn't like men at the time, and so I said, hey, I would really prefer to have a female therapist, and they were like, okay, that sounds fine. So I had a really, really cool, really nice, she was white, she was a student, she was very, she would listen, she would talk to me, but I wasn't very forthcoming with anything. They tended to relate a lot of things to religion, and I wasn't really... It was a Christian university, and I wasn't really a Christian. I was raised Catholic, but that's an, that's another can of worms. That's a whole other therapy it session. It truly is. Um, and I just remember going and not, not really feeling like I could talk to her because she had some specific boundaries or things. But we did. we ended up talking a lot about anger and a lot about the causes for it. But I don't feel like I really moved forward in any way with them. Did they explicitly tell you that anything was kind of like off limits to talk about in therapy? No, or not was at that all. Just like it was my own mm. boundaries that I set up. I was determined to not have therapy. I at the time <laughs> when I was younger, I was like, you know, this is stupid. I can work through it myself. I'm cool and tough, and I was not not cool or tough, and um. 
I just didn't want to put in the time to be there. And so they thought since I wasn't making progress with a female, like a cis female, that I, they should try to push me, you know, to do other things. Oh. And she said, so we're going to be transferring you to somebody else. And I was like, oh, okay, sounds fine. And in this man walked. And I said, no. And they said, but he's brown, like you. And I was like, I specifically said that I don't want a man. I don't want a man. I don't want to talk to men. I don't have, want to have anything to do with men. Thank you very much. So I threw a huge tantrum. They could not calm me down because I was choosing to throw a tantrum because they specifically they gave me specifically a man. I said, no, I don't like wishes. men. And so they, um, I no longer went there. And that was my first therapy experience. experience. Yes. Why? Why? Why would you... You know, mm. why would you, especially to a young brown child, why would you do that to But them? he's brown. But he's brown like you. And also identifies as a man. Couldn't do it. That Didn't want it. Already off the table. Already off the table. I told you know? them under no circumstances do I want this. And they said, but you need some exposure. Thanks said, for already no. violating my autonomy. Absolutely. So I just threw a fit and left. That's fair. Yeah. Have you had any other experiences with therapy? I have. Uh, I used to do um, like a telephone type of therapy with a counselor that was paid for by my workplace because um, I was 23, 22, 23. No, that was last year. I was 23. I was in Boston at the time working for a copy, copy company and we were inside another building and a man was like, being very close and threatening to me in a sexual way that I did not appreciate. He didn't work for our company, but he worked for the building that we were in. And I expressed my concerns to my boss because this has happened multiple times, at least twice. And um, I was like, I'm not comfortable. I'm being harassed. I don't want to have to stay here if I'm going to be continually harassed and not feel comfortable in the place that I'm working. This is not acceptable. And he said, you know what? You're correct. I'm sorry this is happening to you. I'm going to talk to their people and I'm going to talk to my people and we're going to we're going to file a complaint. And he did. And my company called me and they were like, we are so sorry that this happened to you. Please tell us every like if you know when at a comfortable time when you are ready to disclose the events that happened. Please let us know what happened so that we can see what we can do for you and the, the doors we can open for you to be able to find some way for you to work through this. And they actually the guy doesn't work there anymore. Uh, they let him go. He had prior things that he had done to other people to make them uncomfortable. Whoa! What crazy Patterns. that that would happen? But they actually paid for me to have a. A couple of therapies, like like a month long, a month of free therapy sessions with a tele a teledoc type of person. Are you telling me a workplace did the right thing? They did the right Ooh, thing. Well. Yeah, I love that company. I won't name them, but I do love them, and I would work for them again. I, I they really handled the situation well, and that person was very kind. I would call them at specific t- you know the times that we had allotted, and it was just lovely. It was a woman or a a, a woman identifying person very nice to talk to, very understanding, and then I would explain certain things, and they would explain to me, like, how that worked, and think different things like that. I don't know what I'm allowed to disclose about it. It's your therapy. But, um, You're allowed to disclose, disclose anything. But, she uh, is not. Th- that's true. Mm-hmm. Confidentiality. Mm-hmm. That's correct. But um, it was really lovely. It was mm-hmm. a great experience, and I would do it again. I do like being 
face to face with people so that I can feel like we're having like a very personable connection. But the person that I did talk to on the phone was, it felt like we were in person. She was very like open, very like, oh, why did you feel this way about it? Like, do you, let's, let's dissect why we did this and how this happened and what the other person might have been thinking at the time. It was just very, very helpful, very insightful. Do you know what kind of therapy she did? Like what theoretical oh, I have thing she no idea. To? That's right. I've noticed that like when I've talked to people about their therapy experiences of late, mm-hmm. um, none of their therapists have like taken the first session or something to be like, hey, I do this kind of therapy and it would help you in this way. But if that doesn't sound like what you're looking for, then maybe we then, can do something you else. You know, yeah. want to tell you up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a gross oversight because everybody has very different it styles. Is. And I would really love to know what it was or what her, her mm-hmm. style, her technique, because it really was just delightful. It okay, was very, okay. very helpful. We could... Look them up on Psychology Today, and hey. they usually have their little theoretical orientation thing. We can do that. Um, just I'll have so to you go know through for my next emails time. and see if I can find what her name was. I can, or yes. Or was stated, and I simply just did not look. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just passed by. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes I'll take you. <laughs> yes, we'll take you. But yeah, uh, it, uh, that for me was my most recent experience. Um, mm-hmm. And not one of my best, but a good one. Okay. Very good. Very helpful. Okay. There yeah. we go. What nice. would it take for you to go back to therapy? Like, what would you? Oh, I'm actively want? trying. Okay. Um, I have looked up therapists in my area that are. I tend to go for more people of color. That is okay. In my therapy, and I do still stay away from men for therapy because I would prefer the person that I'm talking to to know what it's like to grow up in the society that we live in as a woman because I was raised as a woman. And it's, it's very helpful for me to have someone who has had gay experiences or is knowing about non-binary type things or and identities and gender, uh, rather than someone who has had to learn about them and is probably still learning about them and how to function with that and like help people that does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I've been, I found someone that I really like and she is currently unavailable. But she is a person of color. She deals primarily with like PTSD and LGBTQIA plus, you know, that whole sphere of people. And I really, really am looking forward to doing that. As soon as she has an open availability, you're gonna jump um, on it. I was like, please email me when please you get an opening because ah, oh, that knock, sounds knock. wonderful. Not, I'm knocking at your door. Let me in. But in the meantime, she gave me a list of other names of people that are like similar to things that she is into and that she does. That I could hit up for resources. Like, in the meantime, if I wanted to become one of their people, I totally could. And then I could switch over. Because she has really good relationships with them. And she recommended them to me because she thought that with my personal experience, they would be good. And I was like, wow. No, I want you. (laughs) No. The fact that you did this for me makes me want you more. (laughs) Get in here. So, I'm simply, simply waiting. All right. Yeah. What is one of your uh, favorite things to do to take care of your mental health? Ooh. I don't, I don't know if I've really thought about that before. Hmm. I, I enjoy um, aromatherapy. Ooh. I know a lot of people are like, 
aromatherapy, aroma schmerathy. But I do think that scent is one of the strongest of the senses. Mm -hmm. And it, like, a lot of memories and things can be associated. Like, I'll be Mm -hmm. walking around a store somewhere and I'll smell something and I'm like, oh, that smells like my boyfriend from the seventh grade. And I'm like, why did you think of that? How how did you know? Smelled like Christmas 1998. Right? And that's the things carry specific smells. And I think that having to associating different things. And I also do a lot of meditation when I do aromatherapy, um, but associating like a calm feeling or a feeling of like, this is peace. This is okay to smells is very helpful because you can carry a smell with you anywhere. Just grab your little Woo! ball of essential oil and stick it in your nose. And you're like, Oh, suddenly <laughs> I'm feeling peace, but it's true. It, it does. It does trigger responses in your memory. And I really do enjoy aromatherapy. I love it. Thank you. I love it as well. Where do you think we are in our culture with accepting therapy? Or how do we view therapy, do I you think, think? I think we used to view therapy in a way that, like, this person is troubled and they have problems and they yeah. need help so they can function in society. But I feel like now that therapy is uh, more widely accepted kind of or like more or well thought of removing that um, way yeah removing the the stigma of like i have an illness and i need to be cured and you're gonna cure me but more like oh i realize that i'm having these troubles or this mentality about something and they just help you explain why you're having that and then they could also help you try to I don't know, uh, balance more. Like mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of, I do, I do have some anger issues, but over the years with better therapy, not with the first people, cause they, you know, mm. but over the years I have been able to manage it a lot better. Um, and it, that is totally due to talking to people that are therapists or that are psychologists that are like, let, let me help you. Let me help you get the tools so that in your head, you can break these things down into not the root of, of the thing, but maybe something that is causing you to feel this way. Mm-hmm. And that, I love understanding things. And I that just is good. Whoa, that's a pattern? That's a pa- Wait a minute. Oh. You mean I've been doing this my whole life? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, whoa. Breakthrough. And I think that because of that and because of the way that people are seeing it now, like, oh, you're telling me that I can go to this person and... It'll help me figure out ways that I can be more balanced and be more, like, not rounded, but just to be, to make yourself feel better and to make yourself feel more balanced in your daily life. I think that's very important, and I think that is what the, a lot of people are looking for these days, mm-hmm. and I think that the answer is therapy. So, your first experience with therapy was Christian therapy. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? If you're a Christian and you want therapy, maybe you should go to Christian therapy. <laughs> if you're not Christian and you're looking for therapy, don't go to a Christian no, therapist. Don't do that. It's not made for you. I do not look favorably upon purported Christian therapy. I don't either. Because as a good therapist, you should be able to take any religion or identity that is important to your client Mm -hmm. and make that value part of your work together. Mm, Absolutely. 
And if you put Christian therapist in your, you know, bio or whatever, that just like rules out a whole lot of people. It really does. Help. But also, if if you are a therapist and you're trying to only help Christian people, or if you have like Christian principles, then you know that gets tricky with ethics because you it know. Does indeed. But um, because you're not supposed to. You're not turn supposed people, to like, do turn that. people away yeah. because of their identities. Mm-hmm. That is unethical. But I feel like if you're a Christian person and you're looking for a Christian therapist, to that is what you need. And if that's mm-hmm. what you're looking for, then that's what you're looking for. I personally would not go there, but I'm not a Christian, Fair. so mm-hmm. that would only make sense. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'm not gonna if as a as a pansexual person. I'm not going to go to someone who doesn't specialize or doesn't have an understandable reasoning about the LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. type of sphere of the world because it's hard to understand where I'm coming from for them, I would mm-hmm. feel. And I know that what what you said, like, I, I feel very comfortable talking to you about those things, oh, I think but that's because I know that you are well-rounded and that you know these kinds of, you're, that you are acceptab- acceptable to talk about these kinds of things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who is, like, perhaps not super comfortable or super well-read in the LGBTQ type of things, that I might not go to them because it might be harder for them to help me understand. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need more queer identifying people in the mental health field. I think so. We need more people of color in the mental health I field. I definitely think so. It's very mental important. Mental health field and health field. All Absolutely. of Absolutely. The whole across the board. Yes. 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 Oof. Big agree. Woof. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah. And if, if a person is like this woman, I don't know what her sexuality is because that's not really important to me to know that, but she, the fact that she put, I specialize in LGBTQ business. I am well read. I look at articles. I do this. And for her to put that in her thing, like mm-hmm. someone's like, oh, I'm a Christian therapist. Cool. I am an LGBTQ plus therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to them. They may not state their religion. They may not state what their own personal sexuality is. And that's totally fine. And that's not relevant. But it's, I've, I've had more trouble with Christian aligning therapy, not being as accepting of queerness. Uh Um, whereas she literally stated it in her title. Like, this is what I do. This is what I want to help people with. It's good to go ahead and say, like, I affirm this identity. Absolutely. And and then I will say, I, I am you on it. Let me, here let me to, get in there. Here to listen. Yeah. Woo. I feel like that's very good. I, I love when people give more information than is technically needed because it does help me make a more informed decision. Because there really is just, like, such a thing as therapist match. It's, it's not enough to be like, I'm a therapist. Oh, I need therapy. Let's go. Like, like, no, no. You can have a session with someone and be like, wow, I hate them and yeah, don't want to say we, anything to them. And maybe they're a fine and dandy person, but you should probably do therapy with someone with else. someone else, yeah. Just shop around. It's wonderful. And that shopping around. I believe like people should shop around for therapy. You should be able to go to more than one person for your, your first I session. Agree. But it's, it's, similar. it's similar. It's like speed yes. dating. Speed, you got to speed date a bunch of different things therapist so you can find the one that works best with you 
Because if you're not comfortable in there, mm-hmm. or at least to start out with, like, they'll push your boundaries later on. Yeah. But, but if you're not comfortable with them ever to begin with, you're not going to make much progress. Because you have to build that, that solid rock of trust. Mm-hmm. And then from the rock of trust, you can stack other rocks on top of it and make a nice little Beautiful. rock stack. But in order to get those <laughs> tiny little rocks at the top... You gotta have a big fat meaty one at the bottom. Mm, big fat meaty. I'm rocks. looking for my big fat <laughs> meaty therapist. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's true. I firmly believe that you have to be able to trust that person. Mm-hmm. You do, because if if you don't, then why why would you tell why them would you all about an hour of your week there? <laughs> yeah. Why am I gonna tell this time person every time a tiny little detail about myself if I don't have trust a meaty rock? Them. Yeah, I need yes. a meaty rock. That's what I want. Maybe I should look for buff therapists. Oh, this is an option. <laughs> Include a picture. Let me see you. <laughs> Let me see if you work what out. What delts like, man? Mm. Anyway, yeah, you know. I think it's important. Well, I wish you the best of luck in building your meaty rocky statue. Oh my gosh, thank you so therapist. much. I'm so excited about oh, it. Oh. And I'm going to keep updated on that process for you because oh, you will be I am updated. your friend. It's true. You will so. know. <laughs> We're probably not going to update these people, but yeah, I'm in maybe, the know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe you'll be like, episode, you can go tell your three listeners that uh, <laughs> like, I got in with my I therapist. I got my therapist. I got my meaty you therapist. Will, oh, you will know. I, ugh, I want her. All right. Well, then in that case, we will update you, my lovely three listeners, on when Joe finds their meaty therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being my first podcast Hey, guest. it was a pleasure. It was an honor. It's going to take me forever to edit this, but someday it will come out. Hey, someday <laughs> I will listen. There we go. Aww. Someday. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.